You're listening to City Church Long Beach Sermons. Visit us at citychurchlongbeach.org. Morning, uh, real gift. So I'm Bill White. I am one of the pastors, one of the co-pastors here at City Church. Uh, and we are a radically welcoming community on the journey towards Jesus, joining him in the renewal of all things. That's who we are, and that's what we're about, and we don't do it perfectly, um, but we're trying, and uh, it's good to do it together. Uh, it is a little chilly out, um, yeah, for, for those of us who are in person. I don't, you know, I cuddle up with someone who's vaccinated. I don't, I don't know what you say, what the appropriate response is like. Uh, I don't know. Uh, coffee, yes, there is hot coffee, so get some more hot coffee. Um, so just a couple of uh, ground rules for those who are here present. Uh, there are some bathrooms if you are new here today. So if you go in this door here to the auditorium and take an immediate left, there's a bathroom there. And there's also a bathroom here uh, uh, with the uh, poster board on it. And that bathroom is deadbolted open. So when you leave, just deadbolt it open. Uh, again, otherwise it locks automatically and it'll lock us out. So. Uh, but there are some restrooms, and uh, yeah, we love to welcome our kids. Uh, we think kids are really amazing, uh, and so we're going to pray over our kids. Israel Rubio, do you want to come and pray over our kids, and then we'll release them to go and hang out for their special time. All right, let's pray. If you have a kiddo near you, you can cuddle up with them and um, keep them warm. Uh, Dear Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much uh, for these great kids and all the ways that we can learn from them and uh, keep them uh, in our hearts and minds. And we just ask uh, that you bless them, be with them, and that uh, you also uh, bless and continue to give wisdom uh, to their uh, caretakers, and parents, grandparents, and teachers, and those who are just responsible for them throughout the week. Thanks so much. We pray for their time uh, together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Israel Rubio. Um, so kids, if you want, you don't have to, but if you would like uh, out here uh, in that special area, well, yeah, I guess just follow the other kids if you would like to go out there. Um, and you can go and hang out and have some fun, which will be great. Um, so we're in a sermon series right now. We've been looking all fall at the, the connection between uh, ancient wisdom and happiness science and where they, where they dovetail where they interact, where really God is using a lot of modern science to help us lean into some of the ancient wisdom that's been here all along about how to live a more fulfilled life. And happiness that we're talking about is not necessarily just those good feelings, although we like good feelings, I'm a big fan of those, uh, but it's really as you as you look at what happiness science is, and as you look at ancient wisdom around it, it's really about human flourishing. What does it mean to be truly alive? And as we learned last week, we talked about toxic positivity. It's not just ignoring the negative, it's actually embracing all of the goodness uh, that we have in this world. And so today we're, we're gonna lean into an ancient practice, which is also a modern practice, which scientists have studied and found that it has great benefits. It's meditation. 
right? So I'd like to see a show of hands and on Zoom, feel free to show your hands or you can probably use one of those little special things where you can, what do you call that on? Reactions, like a reaction on, on Zoom. But uh, a show of hands, how many people here have attempted like a meditation exercise in the last month? Okay, all right, so maybe like a quarter of us. Yeah, this is, which is probably about right. And so today we're going to kind of lean into that, this idea of how might we use meditation and what does the Bible have to teach us about this? There's a, a person who, who said this, uh, their name is Victorial, Victorial Lors, who said, I long for a place where mystery is experienced and not explained. And I think that captures what a number of us are looking for, a longing where we have an experience of God, not just an explanation of God. Does, does that make sense? Where we actually enter into this sense of God's presence. As opposed to like, well, these three truths about who God is. Not that it's bad to learn, not that it's bad to lose our, use our mind, but what if we experienced it? And in part, I think that's what meditation is an invitation for us to experience the presence of God. So I'm gonna invite up Dia Rubio and they are going to read scripture for us today. Um, yeah, welcome, welcome up Dia. Now, uh, this comes from Psalm 131, which I believe is an ancient meditation text, really is what it is. So, uh, and uh, if you're at home, feel free to stand. But here, we're going to stand uh, in honor of God and, and the reading of God's word. So, Psalms 131, one, verses 1 to 2. My heart is not proud, Yahweh. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me. But I have calmed and quieted myself. I am like, the, like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. People of God, thanks. People of God, this is the word of God. <laughs> thanks be to God. There you go. Sorry. Wow, I just sort of lost it right there in the moment. Thanks, Dia. So this ancient piece of poetry, there's only one more verse in the, in the psalm where it says, oh, Israel, you know, hope in Yahweh, both now and forevermore. So we could have read the whole thing, but we just read those first two verses. I'd like us to, to come to this passage today and think of it as an ancient mantra, an ancient meditation text. Simple enough to remember, to say over and over, to bring some focus to a meditation exercise. So this was written probably by David uh, at 1000 BC. That's 3000 years ago, this passage. So if you look across time, and across culture, you will see 
many, many, many practices of meditation. Different cultures, different time periods, they have practiced meditation because they've realized that there are benefits. Sometimes the meditation practices look different. This week in our, uh, if you don't know, City Church has a daily devotion that goes out Monday through Friday. You can get it on our webpage or sign up for it and it'll be delivered to your email. But this week, we're going to invite you like, hey, here's some, here's some options for you to practice. It's in our digital handout at the bottom there to try different forms of meditation different ways to engage in this process. So the passage that Dia read, that, that second verse, it says, I have calmed and quieted myself. Literally the word there is soul. I've calmed and quieted my soul. Do you hear that? That's like some self-soothing potentially self-talk. You see that a lot in the scriptures where there's, particularly in the Psalms, you see it sometimes in the New Testament where there's some self-talk going on. Like in Psalm 42, why are you downcast, O my soul? Hope in God. There are these conversations that we have with ourselves where we calm and quiet our souls. In this day and age, we might call that a form of self-care. Self-care not being something that is inherently selfish in a bad way, although many of us perhaps grew up in religious traditions that condemned anything selfish or any form of self-care, right? Many of us here have experienced that. But when you read, actually in the Bible, there's a lot of self-care that we're invited into. And in this passage, we get to calm and quiet our soul. So I'd just like to ask you, do you practice self-care? Do you talk to your soul? Do you calm and quiet yourself? Or are you go, go, go? Too much to do for that. Come on. This is the sort of invitation that the scripture gives us today. And I want to kind of tag on to what Donna Berklin preached a couple of weeks ago with Gabe Francis when they were up here. They were talking about embodiment. I don't know if you're probably a lot of you were here there, but they were talking about how we actually use our bodies to love God. Remember, we, we love God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength, our body, is what they preached on. And this passage is such this, it's this great picture. Again, it's talking about self-care. We'll talk in just a second again why it's probably a meditation text for the ancient world. But listen to the embodiment. Listen to how holistic it is. Right? It starts with this, this phrase. My heart is not proud. 
looking at the heart, at the emotions. And then it goes on and says, and my eyes are not haughty. It's talking about averting your gaze or closing your eyes. And then it says, I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me. He's talking about what's going on in his mind. And then he says, and I have calmed and quieted my soul. You see that? In a verse and a half, in this passage 3,000 years ago, this, this little piece of poetry is inviting us, our hearts, our minds, our bodies, our souls, to be present, to be integrated. Not to be do, 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 not to be think, 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 not to be just controlled by our emotions, but integrated human beings. At one with ourselves, at one with God. I, I'm not very good at this. Um, this, this stuff is, uh, it, it's not my natural habitat. And I guess, I, I'm guessing for a lot of you, it's, it's not your natural habitat to have this sort of integrated life where you can calm and quiet yourself. Um, but the invitation is here. And I don't, I don't like thinking about this as a, as a command, like you must meditate. You have to get better at integrating. It's not, this is not a street corner preacher standing up and yelling at you. This is a kind and, and generous mom saying, hey, they're cookies and hot chocolate if you'd like them. She's not forcing them on us. A few years ago, um, I took an emergency sabbatical in uh, the summer of 2017. Uh, I, it was just a messy season for City Church. I was a solo pastor at that point, and we have all determined that Bill is not made to be a solo pastor. Um, that was not my strength. And, you know, had led not particularly well. There's tons of conflict in the church. Um, I did not, ra did not raise up leaders well. I, there's so many things. It was just a, such a hard season. And so I, in, in May, I realized, man, I'm just, I'm losing it. I'm losing my, I'm losing my mind. And so I, I talked to some mentors. And they said, it's time for a sabbatical. It's time for you to rest and learn a new rhythm of life. And one mentor in particular who I've met with now for 20 years, uh, you'd call him a spiritual director, for those of you who are familiar with that language. Uh, he's an 80-year-old he's an guy who um, basically just kind of listens to your soul. And maybe once in an hour will ask a question. And that question just leads you to like, oh my gosh, I'm like, how did you know to ask that? And you start crying, and right? He's just like a deep man. I told him, I said, I think I'm going to start my sabbatical by going away for a weekend. 
to try to get my mind back centered. And he said, uh, no, you need a full week of silence. I'm sorry, come again? They go, no, you need at least a week. And, you know, I had known this man for so long and had so much respect for him. That I was like, oh, how, how, what, what do you do for a week <laughs> in, in silence? And so we talked about it. And so I started my sabbatical with, with seven days of silence, no phone, at a monastery, up on a, up on a hill. And uh, boy, let me tell you what, uh, it was something. Talk about a crash course in being quiet when you've been really busy. And yet in so many ways, it was such a gift to me. It didn't stop my mind from racing. It was really about four days in that my, it literally took like four days of silence for my mind to stop racing. It was just, it was wild. So I, I was on this, I didn't speak to anyone. And uh, yeah, but it was just, it was just a really special time. And I, I, mean, I didn't think I could do it. And, and I, it was this invitation to the, to the cookies and the hot chocolate. And I'm not saying everyone needs to go and take a week of, of silence. I think this is, this is the daily invitation. Do you need to slow your roll? Let your mind recenter to be able to see the world again differently. On my last day, um, I walked out of the retreat center that I was at, and I remember I, I looked at, at these maple trees that were there. I just, I just stopped. I mean, because I didn't, I didn't have a watch or anything, right? So I didn't, you know, you don't know what time it is or anything like that. I just stopped and I looked at these trees, and I just, there was a sense of like, I've never noticed how beautiful trees are before. And I literally, I start just weeping at how beautiful the trees are. Like, what is going on, <laughs> right? But it was this, this invitation to see things a little differently, to see beauty, to calm and quiet the soul the mind, the heart, the body. The last piece I, I want to mention in this brief passage of Scripture, which sometimes as Christians we can, it depends a little bit on your, on your religious background, but we can be uh, suspicious of the imagination. We've been taught like uh, a very sort of Western, practical, intellectual approach to God, systematic theology, whatever. But what David is doing here in this poetry is he's inviting us in to reimagine what it's like to feel close to God, to, to use our imaginations and to let it, let it out a bit, 
like Amy was singing that song today, freedom reigns in this place. What if you gave your mind a little bit of freedom? So listen to this passage. In verse 2, it says, I've calmed and quieted my soul or myself, depending how you want to translate that Hebrew word. I've calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with, with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. David is envisioning himself as a, as a three-year-old. Weaned, doesn't have to go to mom to breastfeed. And, and the word there is when, when it says a, like a weaned child with its mother, literally the word for with is against. That, that it's like a weaned child leaning up against mom. Right? You, do you see the image? It's this image of, of cuddling. It's this picture. David is, is praying and he's writing poetry to say, you can cuddle up with your mom, with God, your mother. Can you see it in your mind? Can you let your imagination run with that? And be present to mom as she cares for you, as you just enjoy her presence? This is a practice, this is a meditation practice. It's a holistic mind, heart, body, soul practice. It's an imaginative practice. This is poetry. This psalm is just three verses long. It was meant to be memorized. It was meant to be prayed over and just like, I'm just going to take this with me to prayer today and this is what I'm going to do. Right? My heart is not proud. Mm, yeah. And my eyes are not haughty. Mm. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me, right? You, you feel the rhythm like a mantra to bring focus. And then, then he goes to this place of imagining, cuddling with mom. This is the life that we're invited into, this healthy practice of meditation. To actually do it. Modern science says there are all kinds of medical benefits, all kinds of psychological benefits to meditating. It's, it's a piece of the puzzle in being well and flourishing. I'd like to invite up our friend uh, Jericho Santos. Uh, you can welcome Jericho. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm going to ask Jericho a couple questions about this here. Hi, Jericho. Hello. <laughs> um, so, Jericho, tell us, well, how long have you been around City Church? Uh, about two and a half years now. Two and a half years, okay. Um, and why did you come to City Church? Um, my husband found this church, and I decided to... Uh, move in with him and 
Um, yeah, that's how I found the church. <laughs> because he dragged you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have, we have a lot of people who were drugged to church, so we get that. So, um, and tell us. So, do you meditate? Is that a normal thing for you? So I used to be a yoga instructor. Um, now I'm working with kids. So um, when I do yoga, I tend to give myself about five to 10 minutes where I lay down flat and I just meditate to relieve some stress, anger, irritation, and just to make myself feel good. Now, none of that stuff with your husband, but just like <laughs> life, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, of course, right. Um, so, so, when do you when when do you do your meditation so i do my meditation um so after a workout and also um i'm really punctual so i come to work i give myself like a 10 minute before i start work and i stay in the car and i pray and i thank god and i just kind of take time to like let myself go and say whatever I'm feeling right now, whatever stress I'm holding on to, whatever irritation and anger, please take it away from me and let me be the best of me so that way I can be uh, helpful to my uh, students. So you do that in, in the car? Yes. Do you close your eyes? I close my eyes. I mean, I, I'm just yeah. asking, I mean, we're, we're, I we're just, just curious. Yeah. Some of us here don't do a lot of meditation, so we're trying mm -hmm. to learn. So do you close your eyes? Yes, I do. And is it like, do you do like a breathing exercise mm -hmm. or? So I calm myself, I kind of just relax, roll my shoulders down and clasp my hand together, put my head down okay. and just kind of breathe and just slow myself down and just okay. get carried away. <laughs> That's so great. Um, now, when you were a yoga instructor, at that point, am I right that you weren't as involved in church at that point? Sure. And now you have gotten involved in church. And so how has, has church and kind of, I mean, it seems like you're kind of growing in your relationship with Christ. At least that's what you've told me. Like, has that changed a little bit how you do meditation now? Yeah, so um, I used to be in a religion where I wasn't accepted as a gay person. And I felt like I couldn't pray anymore. So when I do meditation, I would just technically pray for others or pray for the universe. When I met Bill, he introduced me to this book and he told me that I am loved and I am cared about. And I kind of started to open myself up and said, it's okay for me to pray. It's okay for me to reconcile and have a relationship with God again. So when I meditate, I kind of meditate towards uh, Yahweh, towards God and saying things like, I still ask for forgiveness and I still kind of make myself feel like I am forgiven, I am loved. There's a lot of trauma out there and I still feel it right now and I still feel good. Yeah. I mean, that's so beautiful. Boy, I really appreciate that, Jericho. Yeah. So great. Um, so, so when you and I talked this week, like, I, I mean, I just called up the poor guy and said, hey, you know, can we talk about this? And he's like, sure, yeah, why not? And he's very gracious, as you can tell. Um, but uh, he said, yeah, sometimes I even do this with my kids at school. So tell, tell, like, what, like, tell, like, what do you do with, well, tell us a little bit about your classroom. Yeah, so my classroom is about fourth and fifth graders. They're not point where they're really angry, irritated, and 
they're really mean, you know? And <laughs> I mean, not any of the fourth and fifth graders here yeah. who are awesome all the time. Yeah. So if you're a teacher out there, you would do that attention getters, put your hands your head, clap once, clap twice. Sometimes when they're too angry, irritated, it just doesn't work. So for PE, I decided to include meditation where we sit quietly, we talk about our feelings, we just kind of um, relieve our stress and um, it's successful so far. I have a quiet classroom, it's manageable and it's nice. <laughs> is that all? and how long does that take with your with these fourth um, and fifth graders five minutes five, five minutes five minutes yeah wow and that is that amazing like here here he is doing this with fourth and fifth graders mm -hmm. um and so i feel like that's about my maturity level yeah. um not all of you but probably about mine so i was so i was wondering could you lead us in a meditation exercise yes i'd love to um, and Amy's going to play a little bit gently in the background, and uh, so, so we're just going to let Jericho lead us, and we're going to use our sanctified imagination, kind of like what we've learned here, integrate our minds, bodies, like all this stuff, and we're just going to like, what if we actually did this, tried it, so um, go at your own pace. Yeah. I think I'm going to go and sit down so I can enjoy it too, is that all right? Do you want to stay here? What, okay. What, what you, you do? What you want to do? Okay. All right. All right. So you can do this at home, and there's three simple steps to go about it. So step one, we're going to create a relaxing environment. So think of something that helps you to relax. Focus yourself with the music. Look around the tree. Feel the wind. So this meditation is based on Psalm 23. First, let's relax. Place your hand on your sides and gently rest them on top of your thigh, facing upward. Roll your shoulders back. Take a deep breath. Count in one, two, three. Inhale in. Three, two, one. Exhale out. Focusing in your breath, hearing that HA sound as you breathe in and out. Nice and slow. Imagine yourself lying down in the green pastures near quiet waters. It's a happy place and a peaceful place where you feel content. It's a safe place where the Lord watches over us. Gently close your eyes, listen to my voice. As you breathe in and out, relax your eyes, relaxing your jaw, letting that relaxation flows down on your shoulders. Deep breaths here. Relaxing your chest and upper back. As you breathe in and out, letting that relaxation flows down to your stomach. Deep breaths here. Relaxing your thigh. Relaxing your glutes. Letting that relaxation flows down all the way to your feet. As you breathe in and out, 
letting your entire body relax. Let's take two breaths here. One more breath. As you breathe in and out, let your worries and fears slowly go away. As you breathe in and out, imagine yourself feeling more comfortable with the presence of God. One deep breath here. As you breathe in and out, you are blessed and filled with love and goodness. As you breathe in one more time, deeper breaths here, hearing that HA sound. Focus on your stillness. Slowly open your eyes. Your soul is refreshed. Let the light of the Lord be in you as you dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Megan Williams is going to pray for us now. Let's all pray as we're relaxed. Spirit of God, I thank you that you are present and um, here with us today. I just appreciate um, the metaphor of you being just a safe mother um, or parent to us and what that would feel like to be up close to you um, and to feel safe. And I just, just really thank you, God, that you are a God who cares about our emotional well-being and our mental well-being and our psychological well-being. It's just good to know that you have created us as whole people. Um, and the Bible just speaks to that about all parts of us coming close to you, relaxing with you, um, getting strength from you. So we invite you and ask you um, to come close to us today, that you would be our safe haven, our secure base uh, that we go to in times of joy and in times of trouble or distress. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.